Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Pro and Dialogue. My name is Danny Servick, and in this week's episode, we catch up with former and now current Duke Blue Devil and one of my all-time favorite clients and people, William Avery. Um, just a, a great visit. We could literally do, I don't know how many different segments of Will's journey as a player uh, on the professional level. Uh, and, and all the different layers that that, that look. But uh, we, spend the, we spend our time this week diving into his re- return to Durham 20 years later from when he left in 1999, back in school, working on finishing his degree, uh, helping with the program, and just have a lot of fun going through what that's looking like right now and catching up, and we'll, we will do this more with him. But for now... Um, I hope you enjoy the time here with Will Avery. So, I guess a couple weeks ago, we had Rod Strickland on, and we start diving into the uh, the Oak Hill and some of the the old time uh, of of prep school and one of my all-time favorite clients, people, uh, his name came up on that, and I just thought I wanted to get him on uh, early in this project as we're starting. We literally could do about a 10-part series on him where we could kind of dissect every section, but I thought the the jumping off of a 20-year span from when he left Duke to when now he's returned and I just wanted to, the, the first question before we get into it is like, how are classes today at Duke, Will? Classes are challenging, man. That's <laughs> just to say the least. But, uh, you know, it's actually a lot harder now than it was when I was in school. But I'm older as well, so I have a different perspective, you know, on it. And uh, so I'm actually, although that challenge, I'm actually doing pretty well at this point. Yeah. Well, that so... I'm incredibly excited to have so so William Avery, um, so lottery pick, 14 year professional career that saw him go the 14th overall pick to the uh, Timberwolves in '99 to playing in also seven different countries. Um, now we're we're on the 20 year. Uh, it's not really anniversary, but. From when you left Duke to now you're you're back at Duke, back in school, myself just kind of personally cannot be more happy for you that you're doing this to going through. But I know it, as we've kind of talked and text, like I, I get all kinds of joy and laughter out of hearing your class loads heavy and practice load. It's just kind of like, it's like a time warp. It's kind of like, like Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. Um, so I, 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 one of the things with this, podcast project is to kind of weave through stories um and just pass along things learned experiences all all kinds of things and from the very beginning of of when the agency portion of pro one started back in 2003 you you we crossed paths and met and then had an unbelievable 
journey through that and you know at your wedding and just kind of seeing your kids growing up and so i'm i'm so pumped to have you on and 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 excited to kind of use this as a somewhat of a reality show to follow you through the journey um talk a little bit um just about what it's like to be back at duke and just all things that are duke and we can kind of start from you know classes and all that and just 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 the emotions and feelings of you being there again it's just an amazing feeling to be back you know working to accomplish you know one of my goals that i didn't get to accomplish and at my time when i was here and you know from 97 to 99 and that's to get my degree from duke university and probably the best thing in that is just having the support of my former teammates, former coaches, you know, my head coach and, and Coach K and, you know, being able to, you know, be around the guys every day and, and practice and, you know, see their journey and to be able to talk to them at times to help them out with things that they might be going through because I've been through it, everything that they're going through with the same coach and just you know, trying to help them as much as I can. And, you know, being able to talk basketball with, you know, my brothers, my former teammates, and, you know, guys like, you know, Nolan Smith and John Shire that played after me. And, you know, my teammates being on the staff, Chris Carwell and Nate James. It's just, you know, the brotherhood that we have here is real. So it's just a great feeling to get up and, you know, go to school and then go to the gym and be around those guys, you know, talking basketball and, you know, working together to, you know, hopefully have another successful season at Duke University. Yeah, it's – so for the, for the people that aren't, like, incredibly familiar with your, your path and your journey, like, so to kind of hit the rewind button. So in 99, you guys lose in the national championship game to, to UConn and against fellow Augusta native Ricky Moore. Um and at that point in time, you guys, it's you, it's Elton Brand, it's Corey McGetty. Like, that wasn't a normal occurrence for people to leave Duke early. Like, now, now we're in the world of, and a lot of people listening, and, you know, it's the one and done. It's the, you know, the Reddish, the Zion, the R.J. Barrett. It's always kind of like the next one where it's kind of transitioned. That, but back then, that wasn't the case, right? It was Johnny. It was it was Tommy Amaker. It was... Yeah, know, it, it was... It was that year was the first time uh, players that left Duke early, uh, you know, and, you know, times, you knew times were going to change. Eventually it was going to happen, you know, it just so happened, you know, we were coming off a amazing year, uh, school record and consecutive wins in a row, tied the school record for wins in a season, got to the national championship game. Um, I had a great, season that year and you know I thought it was you know time to take my talents to the next level which was a dream of mine and you know to also be able to take care of my family financially you know mm-hmm. but um, you know times times are different now you know times now <laughs> guys only look to be in college for one year you know, or, or two years, but that wasn't my thought process going into college. You know, I never thought I'd be a early entry guy. You know, I was 
having a dream and working every day to hopefully, you know, one day make it to the NBA. And it came a lot sooner than I expected. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's just, um, you made the comment about how, how real the brotherhood and, and you hear a lot of programs talk about that, but just from somebody from the outside looking in and obviously have been able to kind of, to learn through the years th- through you and, um, just about like the whole staff, like everybody that's there is a, is a former player that kind of gets that, that understands that and the tradition of that. And then for, um, I, I it just is, it, so on a lot of levels, it's special, I think, for you to be back, but just to be around that, that it's just not random guys that have been coaching a lot of different places that come in. And even I would imagine, even for the guys like, you know, Zion and Barrett and the guys, even if they're there one year, though, they, they have to be impacted by that that fraternity and that feeling um, that, you know, you've now lived with for, you know, 20 plus years, right? Yeah, no question. You know, once a blue devil, always a blue devil. And it's it's always family, you know, when, when those guys, you know, come around, no matter if it's Gene Banks or Zion Williamson, you know, we, we all have that, you know, connection of, you know, playing for coach. And, you know, uh, a lot of us come back in the summer and work K Academy as fantasy camp. And, you know, that's sort of like a family reunion for us where we, get to spend about five days together and, 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 and really get to know one another. You know, I thought it was the first year I, I thought it was very unique to, you know, be around guys like Jay Billis and Kenny Denard and Gene Banks, you know, guys that you knew played there and, and, and watched some, you know, but never knew you'd have a chance to be around them and really get to know them. You know, so I, I think that's a great thing that coach does for us and we really appreciate it. And, and that's really the time when we really get to know each other. And then we just continue to stay in contact, you know, throughout the year. And, you know, now that that brotherhood is, is grown so much. It's like every time you turn on an NBA game, you know, you got, you know, one of our guys out there playing. I'm watching uh, Dallas and Denver right now and I'm watching, you know, Mason Plumley play and, you know, I'm rooting extra hard for him because we have that connection to yeah. Duke and the Brotherhood. Yeah, so it's just an awesome thing. Uh, you know, we we have great players, but they're also great guys. And, you know, just watching the young guys that we have now, you know, they're great guys as well and they come from great families. So it's just an amazing thing we have here. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that, in, you know, we've talked about through the years, I'm just, I'm a big guy, you know, I'm talking about everyone's journey and their path and, and, and how it's different. And yours is such a unique one, um, but it's also one that I think is a great story to kind of be told. And one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, visit about it and, and, and talk about it is, is there's so many... Um, kids growing up parents uh, of, of their kids that go through that think oh you know my kid's going to play in the in the in the NBA or play overseas or do whatever and it's it's such a kind of uh a tough road a tough grind I mean first of all the fact that you know you played 14 years is unbelievable to me uh and people don't can't appreciate that aspect of it but just though the you know you leave early you 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 get the lottery pick you play the three years 
you don't get picked up for the second deal and then you go on and have another insanely successful portion of your career. But then for you to circle the wagons um, and then to come back to get your degree from Duke, to get back onto the coaching side, is just something that's um, – I don't know if you waited for the 20 year anniversary for it to come back, you know, cause that sounds a lot better than on the 17 year mark, but just, you know, being back on the campus, like, tell me like, what are the four classes? I know you're in four classes. What's the class look like? What's your schedule? Uh, I have an education class, which, you know, probably ends up being my major, uh, African-American studies class, a sociology class. And, uh, a computer science class, yeah. taking a full load now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's tough, full load. I'm able to get to practice every day and learn, you know, from the greatest of all time. You know, yeah. he still got it. You know, he's still energetic, still has that fire, you know, stills out there, you know, teaching and, you know, building to get to the final four and have a chance to win a national championship. But, you know, back to my journey, you know, always laughed and say, you know, I didn't get cheated out of life. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been able to have some amazing experiences, you know, to be able to, you know, be 19 years old and drafted into the NBA and, you know, fulfill that dream for three years. And, you know, really at the, at the end of that, those three years, just kind of not knowing what's going to happen, you know, given that the team hadn't picked up you know, my fourth year option really didn't have any knowledge of uh, the market overseas or teams or, you know, anything like that and was actually opposed to doing it. You know, I was like, no, I want to, you know, stay here and maybe go to training camp and fight for a spot, you know, on someone's team. And I actually, you know, did that. Uh, Well, first of all, I went overseas to Spain and uh, with Tao Ceramica, who at the time, I didn't know this was, you know, one of the better teams in Europe and, uh, you know, had great players that uh, played for their national teams. They had a very, very, you know, good coach with an amazing resume. And for me, it was just the NBA and playing in the States was really all I knew. And that's what I wanted to do. And I ended up leaving there after about a week and went to camp with the 76ers. Um, and it didn't work out for me there. Ended up signing in France to play the rest of the season. And, and being in France that year, I got a, you know, a different appreciation for the game of basketball. You know, in my mind, it was always, you know, in the States, you know, we do it like this and this is the way you should do it. We do it better than anybody else. But I learned a lot that year. I was fortunate to have a guy on my team that was a point guard for the uh, French national team who was very clever and really helped and taught me how to be a professional. You know, because at this time, I'm still only 22 years old with three years of professional experience under my belt and just the way they did things in Europe was so different than the way they did things in the NBA at the time, you know, in in Europe, it was all about team. They spent a lot of time together. They ate uh, pregame meals together, you know, and the NBA at the time, it was, you know, you kind of on your own, you know, you got per diem and you just, 
did your own thing or two or three guys grab dinner, you know, but definitely not any team pregame meals or anything like that. So um, I've really learned a lot and started to really enjoy the togetherness and cohesiveness of being a part of a team. And he was teaching me to eventually become a leader of my own team. And, uh, and, and that's what, you know, I was able to do, you know, later on down the line, you know, once I, you know, changed representation and, and, and signed with you and, and pro one, you know, at that point in my career, I was, you know, ready to lead a team and I had some amazing years and, you know, met some great friends and, you know, had a wonderful time, you know, playing the game that I love. Yeah. And, that That's uh, the, um, we, we, when I, when I, started the company in 03 and that was right after the, your, your France year, I guess. And, um, and so our, our great mutual friend, Michael Curry and no, it, it's great. I mean, look, we could go through each country that you were in and I, I was jotting down notes a couple of weeks ago, just going through stuff and think, you know, I know we were in Turkey together and Greece together and Germany together, all the places and, and just the, the great things, and of course, some of the amazing stories of your uh, in, in Ukraine of some of the prehistoric living <laughs> conditions, <laughs> which we can. Oh roll. my gosh! You know, yeah, that's still one of my all-time favorite calls from you. Uh, when you guys were on a bus going somewhere, then you called, and you were just literally freaking out because some guys just on the side of the road just going to the restroom and not not stand. <laughs> you were just, <laughs> you're like, where where am I? And so, um, no, it. Look, those those are the the, the things that in uh, in it's the part of the journey. But I think that's the value um, that you can bring all of these young young guys at Duke now, and then as you continue to go forward. Because like like you said, you were the nineteen year old that was you know flying around the planes and, and and living the life and and with with KG and 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 getting going in, in the league and learning that side, and then. Um, and then also going, you know, all the way to the other end of the spectrum to, you know, all over Europe. And just to kind of talk about that, hey, not everybody's going to be um, the first round pick. Not everyone's going to be the, the that's going to have the 10 year NBA career. Some some may make another path. And I just think that there's so many layers for you um, that will just be really impactful for people. Yeah, and it's just appreciate appreciating the game and working hard at it, you know, uh, and just not worrying where you're at, but just grateful and thankful you have the ability to play basketball. And nowadays, it's so much, so much, it's just so different, you know, like team, every NBA team knows, you know, every team in Europe and, you know, they, they, they scout them and they see them and you have all these streaming networks and you can see guys play, you know, so if you're doing well, they will find you. So, you know, it might not work for you, you know, right away, but if you, you know, you keep working, you know, you can get there. I remember, you know, being in Europe playing against, you know, a lot of the guys that, you know, are still playing in the NBA. I remember, you know, playing a game in France and, NBA scouts were there, and I was like, "Man, they're coming to see me, you know." But who they, they were really coming to see Cephalosha. <laughs> and, and you know, I had no idea who, who Cephalosha was because it, you know, it, it wasn't a a big deal at that time to, 
you know, scout the uh, well, it was for NBA teams, but you know, not for just the normal everyday basketball fan to know who these young guys were. I remember playing against Ricky Rubio when he was 15 years old, him and Rudy Fernandez being on the same team in Spain, yep. you know, Marc Gasol in, in Europe, you know, and now that look at the career he's had, you know, you know, all these guys, you know, started there as having these, you know, a- impressive careers, you know, it's just, just amazing that, you know, they stuck with it and, and, and kept playing and, uh, you know, now they're household names and have made a lot of money and uh, and, and still, you know, doing what they love to do. Yeah, but, uh, we had we had a great conversation um, in last week's episode with John Roca, who is, you know, the director of, of scouting and, and basketball competition with the ACB and just kind of did a deep dive. And, and he, he talked at length about what they call the generation of 80, which was the Gasols, which was Fernandez, which was, you know, that, that whole, you know, generation that came through that kind of put them on the map. And like you said, those were all of the names that were kind of coming up. And uh, it's just crazy to kind of, to, to think of, of who you played against when they were young. And, and now it's, I think the number's 108 international players on opening day rosters again, you know, for the second year in a row. And, and and that's the thing too, um, is, you know, when when all these, you know, people here in the States and and college players, they talk about leaving early and they want to come out and, you know, there's just the 60 picks in the draft. And then when you, you're, it's not just those guys, you know, it's from all over the world and, and, um, in the basketball, it continues just to get better and better and better and better. And as we saw in the FIBA championships, you know, now if we don't take our, our top end talent, if we don't play perfect games, we're not going to win. And that's right. Um, no, I, I, I think that's just kind of part. So, so speaking of the college boys, so the, the blue devils, it, we're, we're about to, you know, jump on a new season. And I know you guys are off to Madison square garden for the, uh, I, I guess to take on Kansas in the, in the opener. Um, talk about now from, from the, from sitting on the bench, sitting, you know, uh, in street clothes. Now what it's like getting the, you know, are, are you getting the feelings of the, of the new season coming back in? Cause it's, it's been a couple of years since you've been uh, dressing uniform playing. And then obviously since your time at Duke, talk a little bit about what the upcoming season kind of feeling expectations are like for you. You know, we're preseason ranked, you know, fourth in, in the country. Kansas is three. So that that will be – we'll find out a lot about who we are, you know, as a team. But uh, this team is definitely a different Duke team than what you're used to seeing, especially when you look at last year's team and you had, you know, those three lottery picks and, you know, Zion and RJ and uh, Cam. You know, obviously Zion is, you know uh, – special talent you know him and rj both you know we don't have those guys but we do have good players and we got a lot of depth on this year's team you know so um it, it'll be interesting to see how f- far we can go I, I really like this team and uh you know we have a, a lot of kids that can do different things and uh, i guess you know we'll see next week you know yeah hey um one thing that I've started liking uh, that we started doing that I've been getting a lot of feedback already just in the first couple ones from, from coaches that listen from different levels is have something we call like the three point shot. We just, whatever the, 
the guest talks about, you know, like, you know, Rod talked about three things that as a player and then things that he sees now with guys talk about, you know, having humility or having whatever points of emphasis in, in the Spaniards talked about and John Roke about what they talk about in Spain. What's kind of from the standpoint of this can be from you or this can be from, from the Duke program, even it doesn't matter whether you're talking you know, the best of the best recruits players in the country all the way down to just you know a small rural high school somewhere that can take away from something what, what are some things that are for this season um kind of key points uh, of kind of working on that you see can be individual as a player or over an overall team concept yeah i think uh first and foremost is is character uh you know character being a, being a good teammate um hard work, you know, the, um, I, I just, I think, uh, you know, this is, when you look at, you know, this, when I look at our guys now, this, this is a team of guys that are going to be, you know, not just that we'll probably be a different team in, in February or March, but I think the guys on the team will be different players, you know, because they're so young and, uh, you know, they're going to get, they're going to get a lot better. So just, you know, having good character and, you know, being a good teammate to make it through, you know, those times when you may not be playing as much as you want to, but, you know, staying with it and, and working hard, you know, working on your game before and that, and after practice and, you know, listening to the coaches and, you know, throwing yourself into what the team is doing. You know, so that's what a hard, hard work is. And perseverance. Man. I mean, with um, you're going to face adversity. And a lot of these guys, uh, you know, were rated highly coming out of high school. And they um, they probably didn't lose a lot of games. You know, most yeah. of them have won multiple state championships and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and, you know, go through the year losing none or you know between one and three games uh, you know that's probably not going to happen in, in, in college you know so when you get knocked back you know you how do you handle it you know and, and that's for that character coming in and trusting the teammates and just you know keep pushing so you can get through that yeah you I know, know so I, I would say character hard work and person yeah no I think those are great and I think all th- it's it's funny that you know, you say that, and from from a program standpoint, from, I mean, because that's you embody all three of those, and just for how you've gone through that, and you know, that's it's funny. Um, there's a lot of parents um, that will call all the time, and I know you you have been around this a lot uh, too, and you you got really involved helping a lot of the uh, on on the women's side in the youth in Georgia for a lot of years, but you know parents are always talking about you know who who you know is my kid athletic enough or is he big enough or is he strong enough can he shoot it and at the end of the day all those are key components but when you talk to whether it's NBA people whether it's people in Europe whether it's you know blue chip college programs the the they talk about you know character they talk about are you a good teammate they talk about uh are you tough like it's bigger broader uh themes and I think those are things that can carry forward to whether you're coaching a freshman girls team, 
somewhere or you're coaching a, a type flight, top flight team in Spain or the NBA, you know, it's like th- those are key elements. And I think um, and that's one of the things that I really want to, to do with this is just to kind of give a, uh, an, an audience to some to hear to hear from guys like you that it's like, hey, this is what we're talking about at Duke right now. This is when we go to look to recruit. Yeah, there's a it's the top shelf of talent. But when you start to try to split hairs on the talent, like these, these are things that we're looking for. Um, and so I just think that's great to, uh, to hear that from you and, and hopefully some, you know, it, it helps somebody kind of, you know, reinforce with their team somewhere or with their child to, uh, talk about, Hey, this is important. And yes. And, and, you know, and to add more to that, what you're saying, like when you're, we're talking about middle school or high school kids, you know, nowadays everybody has a personal trainer and all of these things, you know, but if you think about it, how often does that personal trainer work with kids off the ball? Most of the time you see all these videos and stuff, this kid is doing 35 dribbles and, you know, all of this, all of this stuff, say dodging tennis balls and kicks balls and, you know, falling on the ground, you know, all this crazy stuff they're doing, but you know, you need to get to the basics because what kids don't realize is unless you're that special talent like a Zion or RJ, when you get to college, you're not going to have the ball that much. Yeah. You know, when, when you look at the, even, you know, at the highest level of basketball, I think NBA teams now in the NBA, you have, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 460 players. That sound about right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 460 players and you have 24 all-stars. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, so when you look at it, the majority of leagues role players. That's right. You have 436 role players. You know, these these guys are the guys that are spacing the floor. You know, they're they're shifting, they're lifting, you know, and and their hands are ready to catch the ball and make shots, you know. But if you you watch, you know, these kids go through these, you know, this training, these videos, you know, they're never working on stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If nobody's going to let you dribble the ball 25 times, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just not going to happen unless you're Kyrie, you know. Correct. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's the only guy that, you know, gets away with it and he does a pretty good job at it. Maybe it's the best ball handling the game has ever seen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, by the way, played at Duke, so. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, something yeah. pretty cool is – um. You know, we're heading to New York uh, to go play Kansas on Monday. You know, we're all going to go watch the Brooklyn-New Orleans game, which is pretty wow. cool. Wow, yeah. You know, so, the, you know, guys get to see some of the big bros play on the big stage. So that'd be cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I was I was up uh, watching Sacramento-Denver last night, and it was just kind of going through, and then there's, there's Plumlee. It's just like every night you turn someone on. and, and <laughs> Yeah. Um. So they'll get to see. So I guess now what does uh, Brandon Ingram's now with 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 the Pelicans? And I mean, heck, the Pelicans are like a, a like a it's like a Duke like like the New plus Orleans team. Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable because what there's the Reddick and Okafor and uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys, the Blue Devils rule the world. I think so. Um, well, listen, I'm sure you probably need to get back to your books, Will, and study. So I don't want to uh, to keep. I, I, let's. Um, like I said, I, I want to kind of keep, keep uh, 
let you kind of be a reoccurring guest uh, to talk about, and, and we can find some other topics to kind of dive into. Because like I said, you, you've been in so many different spaces, and I think you just have so much knowledge to kind of pass along and, and to teach to people. And um, and like, like you even have the perspective where you were such a big, impactful uh, influence on the women's side, you know? I know you, yeah. in, in how many young girls from Georgia that you've helped create opportunities to go play at the collegiate level and, and now at the professional level. And so it's just kind of, um, I mean, if you weren't busy helping uh, mold new players at Duke and take all your four classes and do stuff, we could keep you on the mic more regularly. So we'll just have to pick and choose when we can have a break in your class schedule uh, and game schedule. But um no, it means it means a, a a a great deal to me to have you on. Like I said, th- we've talked about this project getting started for some time, and I I, I wanted to get you in early because, um, in so many different ways, when when Pro One started, you have been in it the whole way and and talked and and like I said, it to have you back at Duke now is just brings me a lot of personal joy, uh, and to see you kind of go through that, and then once you get that degree from there, but. Um, yeah, man. Well, I will be next, uh, next week on the, the, the fifth, I believe we'll be ready for the, the, the blue, uh, the dude De- up blue devils in the Kansas Jayhawks. And, uh, no, my man, let's, uh, let's do this again soon. Okay. Okay. Enjoy it, man. Anytime. Let me know. All right. Go hit the books. Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pro One Dialogue. Really enjoyed the chat with William Avery um, and just kind of spending some time of what his first few months have looked being back on campus at Duke and with the team. Uh, You can find Pro One Dialogue on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, um, and we look forward to the next time.